DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Chris Camerani. Covers the Utes for The Athletic. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Chris, good morning. thought you guys had forgotten about me. No, I thought about you. I got an email with all kinds of rules and regulations for how to contact the University of Utah uh, coaches and athletes. And first thing I thought is, well, if they're not playing any games, why are people going to need to contact them? And then the second thing I thought is, I wonder who Chris Camrani texted and set the rules. No, that's not actually who I thought did it. I thought of somebody else. But I, I thought of you, too. I ran, I ran through several names eventually. Yeah, okay. Because I figured that had to be triggered by somebody calling somebody without going through channels. Uh, you guys know me. I'm known as a rule breaker, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do with yourself with uh, no Ute football? Um, well, I'm going to lean on you guys to give me story ideas first and foremost. And you guys are running behind the eight ball in that realm, so I'll forgive you for the time being. But step up. Um, <laughs> you know what? Like I, I'm gonna try to kind of adopt the approach that I had at the trip before I joined the athletic, and just try to do uh, a bunch of random stuff. And obviously, not gonna bail on Utah because that's what I was hired to do. But I think there are a lot of interesting stories locally and nationally, and I think. Luckily for me, with joining the athletic, I have more of the, uh, an ability to expand nationally with stories now. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, in the meantime, it's going to be a lot of you guys know me throwing stuff against the wall and see if it, seeing if it sticks. So, what are you hearing as far as what the team activities are going to be during this time where they're not actually playing games? Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I to be honest with you guys, I don't know because. Just seeing that email, it said that no workouts are going on at the moment due to the COVID-19 measures. So, uh, you know, Kyle Whittingham's going to have a presser this morning, later this morning, and I think that's going to be one of the first questions asked of Kyle is, what does the rest of the fall look like? Because if these student-athletes are still going to be on campus, you would imagine that they're going to be working with the coaches and staff in some form or fashion so it's going to be interesting to see you know what the ncaa green lights because obviously they've never been in this position where they're going to have a few conferences trying to play while they have a few others not so it's going to be interesting to see what sort of new bylaws and rules the ncaa can conjure up for us to uh, try to understand So I assume one of the stories that you are inevitably going to write, because you're a smart guy and you've already figured this out, and you will not count this against my quota of stories I must provide you to maintain whatever fragile friendship we have. Ooh, but I'm, friendship. Yeah. Huh? Uh, ha, I mean, once upon a time, I told you where to find a, a, a soccer field. But other than that, what really, what good, have I, what good have I been for you? Um, I, I'm curious what impact this is going to have on recruiting, because there's a, if – if these six leagues are able to pull off this season play, but let's assume they are, and that they play it out and they play whatever bowl games and playoff and they, and they do the deal, there'll be a ton of criticism for the four leagues that didn't play. But at the same time, there'll still be scholarship restrictions and you know Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson will only be able to sign 25 players. 
So there was there will still be players out there. What kind of an impact is this going to have on recruiting? Not hyping it up too much, not underselling it. There, there should be some negative impact, but really, how much? Yeah, I think we're going to find out. And if I'm going to operate in this realm of you saying we're assuming that these other conferences are going to play, then I will go along and say they will probably use it as a negative recruiting tool <laughs> towards other conferences because, as you guys know, recruiters are always looking for a way in, and you wouldn't put put it. I wouldn't put it past them for them to say, "Look at us, guys. We're not afraid. We're macho. We're strong." We're not afraid of this virus. We're going to play. So uh, long term, I don't know how much it affects anything because dipping back out of the realm of the hypothetical that you talked about, I don't think they're going to play. So they might they might start. I'll say they might start. I don't think they're going to finish. We've seen one by one slowly players coming out and saying seniors, seniors to be that um, I'm going to prepare for the draft. Bingham highs to Fele down there at SC has said yep. it. Uh, how do you think of it's going to play out for guys at Utah, particularly somebody like Jake Bentley who came here to basically expose himself more for the NFL. I mean, obviously to play here and yeah. help the Utes win games, but I think the ultimate goal was to get out on the field to enhance his NFL prospects. Yeah, I mean, I think Jake looked at what Andy Ludwig was able to do last year with Tyler Huntley, and obviously he thought, here's a guy that I've known for, you know, six or seven years now. Andy recruited Jake back when Jake was in high school. Maybe he can have the same effect on me. But Jake's an interesting case because he's a a three-and-a-half-year starter at a SEC school, but he missed the last year that season injury in the opener. And I think... You're Jake. You probably need one really strong year of film going into the draft. So my guess would be that – I mean, we'll find out. We'll ask Kyle today and see if he knows. But my guess would be that, that Jake will probably be back for 2021. And I don't think uh, – I mean, as you guys know, it's, it's an interesting give and take. I was talking to a friend about this last night, and he was saying, like, how does this hurt players long-term who have aspirations of playing in the NFL? And I said, yeah, on one hand, I get it, but how many players in college football actually go on to play in the NFL? The percentages are very small. And you can also argue that while it sucks for them and that they want to play, these, these, these young men are playing a sport where they're just getting battered every single week, whether it's in practice or in games. So from a physical standpoint, outside of the virus, I think, I don't know, Having having some time off will help them, but we do know that football is football, and one awkward move in a practice can buckle your knee, and there goes your ACL. So it's an interesting give and take for sure. Obviously, financially, this is uh, this is bad for the U. Uh, I think it's also clear yep. it's going to be worse for other schools. How much of a hit do you think the Utes are going to take? Not so worried, not so much worried about the money, but when they do start playing again. Will it have diminished their status in the conference? It'll, you know, some schools will take a bigger hit, some won't take such a hit. How does that play out? Because that's really what the fan cares about. Yeah, you know what? I think if it was last year's team, I think it would have been, you know, far worse because they had such a veteran-laden team that had aspirations of winning the Pac-12. And as we saw, they were one game away from making the college football playoffs. This year, I think it kind of helps, to be honest with you guys. Like, think about how young this team is. 
um, especially on defense. I mean, you were you're talking about having, you know, maybe six to seven true freshmen either starting or contributing on a defense at Utah, which is unheard of. Um, and granted, you know, the offense was returning everybody, but Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss and Darren Paulo, Damari Simpkins, and I get that. But I, I think of, of all the teams in recent history that Utah's had, I don't think the, the missing out on a year necessarily hurts them. I think being able to let's, – let's operate in another realm of, of hypothetical and say for the, for the fall they're allowed, I don't know, 15 to 20 weeks, still go through walkthroughs, still do film sessions, still break it down. I know there's nothing that, that replicates practice like practice. But I just think being able to teach these young players who are coming in from all over the country what it's like, what it's going to be like, I don't think that necessarily hurts them, to be honest with you. What do you think the chances of spring football actually happening are in terms of games, not practice? Uh, I'll go 10%. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to ask. If, if, you're, if you're postponing a, uh, a college football season for the sake of the health and wellness of players, due to a virus, I don't think you, you can turn around and say you can ask them to play 20 to 24 games in a calendar year and, and not making about their, their, their safety, health, and wellness. I just don't see it. And I don't know. I keep going back to this, this thing locally. It's like maybe, maybe around the, the Pac-12 put, footprint it helps. I mean, PK, you know, we, we would love to be in, in Tempe in January. That's great. But, yeah. I mean, it, what, what happens if we have a really – prolonged set of, of inversion and it's flu season and COVID is known to affect the lungs. What are we going to, we're going to ask players to play in, in, in polluted air in January or February. It just, I don't see it. I mean, I think the college football season exists why it does. Um, and, and I know maybe I'm looking into the weeds a little bit too much here locally in terms of how it, how it, it could impact the players and fans here. I just don't see it happening guys. I, I don't think, I don't think it will work out for a lot of reasons, and I just named a few. So, yeah. So you want me to come up with stories for you, but I get shut out of the January trip to Tempe? That doesn't seem fair. Well, I get I get shut out too. I'm just misery loves company. You get uh, okay. That. And no, nobody's more miserable than me. So, <laughs> hey, so, hey, hey, hey! I worked hard <laughs> for that title. Yeah, you're right. You're right. One A, one B. Back off. Uh, so, does the misery extend to college <laughs> basketball? It seems like the non-conference schedule. That that I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that, but no. a conference schedule in an NCAA tournament I would take that right now if that was the deal that were offered to me. Is that deal going to be offered to me? Yeah, I mean I I don't see non-conference happening. I mean right now it's January one. The pause is until January one. Um, now the the bigger conversation is point of care testing. Um, is it a going to be available? Is it going to be reliable? Um, these there's just too many hoops to jump through, guys. I mean, I think we were we were hopeful, we were optimistic um, in the summertime, and then all hell broke loose, and everybody decided that you know it's summertime. I'm going to go do the parties and the lake, and you know live our live our normal lives, and and we got set back pretty dramatically. And you know, I know people don't want to hear it, but Utah. Utah is one of the one of the few states in the Pac-12 footprint, which was the main reason why we, frankly, weren't able to get off the ground. I mean, it was Utah, Arizona, Southern California. We didn't do a good enough job. And I think at the end of the day, 
uh, college football is going to have to be that unfortunate sacrificial lamb. So I'm interested to know how it, the numbers are going to play out because you've got some high school kids, particularly in places where they aren't playing right now, and obviously that's California that yep. we've said, and the quarterback has said that, well, they're going to forego their senior season and get up to wherever they're going in January. So you still got the existing guys. They haven't left, and they can get the year back. They're not even going to play right now in the Pac-12, so there's no year to get back anyway because they didn't excuse the eligibility. So you got all those guys. So how's everything going to fit together numbers-wise? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think – they're going to have to figure out how they frame. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people have been calling this 2020 senior class super seniors going into 2021. They'll be exempt from the overall scholarship allotment. Um, I guess luckily from our standpoint, if we're following Utah football, they don't have that many. I think there's 16 or 17 compared to where last year it would have been, you know, a little more astronomical in terms of numbers. But, yeah, it, it's interesting to, to think about, the high school football aspect, I think um, you guys should go. I retweeted a story that our USC writer, Antonio Morales, wrote uh, last week about uh, kind of a big-time Southern California recruit relocating to to Utah to play uh, for the 2020 high school football season, and he's at Brighton now. And uh, I, I, I always figured that was going to be the case because we have a history of, of, welping, of welcoming those young men to our state when it comes to high school football for a plethora of reasons. Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic of overall scholarship count uh, plays out because um, it's going to be hectic. It's going to be confusing. Um, and maybe just that you guys are giving me another another question to ask Kyle on the conference call this morning. So thank you. <laughs> we're, having, we're having a good morning, PK. <laughs> <laughs> I, and this is where it won't work out. I know this is just me getting out in the weeds. And PK loves to mock me for that. But they're going to be, there's only so many games and so many snaps. And there's going to be too many players. They're going to give everybody eligibility. The super seniors get to stay. The uh, high school kids get to come on campus a semester early. And you're going to have too many players. So that's why spring and fall works. And if they limit the number of games or the number of plays, however they want to do it, that the players can play, uh, that's why I think they can play more games mm-hmm. in a calendar year. But that just has too many details to work out. And teams, I think, are looking for competitive advantages. And it's, it's, someone will find something to complain about, and it won't happen. Yeah, I just don't know if an extra 25 to 30 players warrants two seasons in a calendar year. And, um, hell, maybe they, maybe we can get super weird with it and do a varsity JV college. Maybe we can have underclassmen in the spring and, you know, everybody in, in, in the fall. I don't know. I just, it, it, I agree with you, DJ, that it's going to, the, the overall count is going to make things confusing and difficult. I just don't see how it warrants two seasons in one calendar year. I just don't. Yeah, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to happen either. I'd like it to, but it won't. What I find potentially interesting, we know that recruits, particularly out-of-town recruits across the country, they choose a particular school because they know at their position kids are leaving 
You just go yeah. back as far as Jalen Johnson. You know, he had Oklahoma, SC, Utah. Well, he chooses Utah because they had at that time a bunch of seniors who were leaving. He knows that they're going to leave so he can play early. He stated from day one his intention was to play three years and go to the NFL and graduate. And, man, he called a shot, and he did that. And then you look at quarterbacks. Well, quarterbacks always look at who's in the program and what grade they're in. And so I come in, and I redshirt a year. That moves player xyz out of the program hopefully for them into the nfl so the door is open for opportunities to play early everybody wants to play early well now you know we already discussed a kid like bentley and you think that he would stay around so and not just particular to utah we're using utah as an example they've got a hot shot quarterback coming in but that crowds it more than he was anticipating so do you think that decisions will be changed because of that yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think uh, I, I think the bottom line is is we're going to have to lean on coaching cliches and say if you want the job, be the better player. And I think that's really the only logical explanation at this point. I mean, I think to try to get too far down in the weeds of who might leave, who might stay, that's going to happen regardless. I think th- this situation makes it a little more untenable. But we, we've seen the amount of movement that, that happens in college football, even not in a pandemic. I mean, I was at the uh, Jimmy, Buffett, Jeff, Jimmy Buffett concert a few years ago, and, and PK breaks the news that, uh, what's his name? Jack Tuttle was leaving. And I looked down on my phone, look at PK breaking news while I'm at the Jimmy Buffett concert. I mean, and I was in the concert, stuff. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way, I mean, it just, it's just the way it is. And I, and I understand that it's going to make, uh, conversations and positional battles more difficult, um, but I, but I guess from a big picture standpoint, college coaching staffs won't be that, you know, unhappy that they'll have more talented players competing against each other. It might make the conversations a little more awkward and difficult. But at the end of the day, uh, the bottom line is they're going to play their best players and try to win the most most football games. That's that's the bottom line. You realize PK was breaking the rules and texting people directly during the Jimmy Buffett concert. Hey, 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 <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> PK, PK is untouchable. We know that. Those were new rules. <laughs> PK's like uh, Henry Hill on Goodfellas. He's just, he's untouchable. Karen! Seeing <laughs> <laughs> the helicopters in the skies every day. Chris Camerani, he writes for The Athletic, and he will be getting creative with his stories going forward. You know, the one thing you're not going to be able to write, I think, is coaching changes. Because with all this, who's going to be buying coaches out now? Hey, I buy you out. You don't buy me out. Yeah, maybe. uh, I guess there was a joke to be made about Colorado maybe having to make another coaching change in the offseason. But maybe, maybe Carl Durrell will stick the foreseeable future we'll see hopefully and before we get chris out of here you talk about being creative and i want to say in all sincerity if anybody can be creative and do the job it's chris camerani <laughs> because i am big time i mean this chris i am so impressed with your work and your ability man if i was any editor any publisher across this country i'd hire you in an instant if i had an opportunity well i appreciate that guys and i appreciate you having me on and i know we might not have a lot of football to talk about in the future but uh, you guys know I'm down to talk about any subject ever, whether it's Jimmy Buffett, I know PK's favorite sport, Major League Soccer, Champions League, <laughs> Major League Baseball, whatever. If you guys need me, I'm I'm here. 
I'm glad PK didn't watch the Champions League final because that is uh, everything that people complain about soccer. Yeah, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. It wasn't that good. (laughs) It wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, I've seen seen worse finals. (laughs) That's that's some faint praise. (laughs) I mean, all things all all things considered, I just I just the NBA restarting is great. The MLB restarting is great. But I, I'm going to look back on this whole year, and, and I'm going to thank everybody overseas for being able to get us through June and July with the fact that all those European soccer leagues restarted on time because, man, that helped me. So hopefully that we can keep this trend going. Thanks a lot, Chris. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.